Hi everyone, I'm Shannon. And I'm Amiri. And welcome, welcome to, to our, our marriage, marriage journey, journey, where we talk about sexual intimacy, trust, love, respect, marriage God's way, and all the things that help our marriage prosper. No, we don't claim to know it all, but with these type of conversations, it can help us as well as some of you. You ready, baby? Yeah. So death, death do, do us part. Hi everyone, this is Shannon. And I'm Amiri. And welcome to our podcast. If you haven't already, please go to our website, ourmarriage-journey.com and subscribe. Or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, a lot of different places we are at. But please support us on our journey, our marriage journey. And today we're just going to talk about blended families, some do's and don'ts and the things that we learn from blended families because we are a blended family and we come from blended families. To jump right into it, what I learned from blended families is the parents, the biological parents have to be civil. They have to understand each other and what benefits the child. And the majority of the time, people start blended families before they over their ex Are they over the whole situation? So they jump into another relationship and it's going to make it kind of difficult. But the key is the child. What's best for the child? So the the parents have to be civil. They have to understand that they have to get on the same page as far as discipline, as far as schooling, as far as even the little things like picking them up from school, dropping them off of school, after school activities. I mean, I I agree, but I feel like both parents need to be healed from the damaged relationship, um, regardless if they're over the parent or not. It's like they get angry. They have so much anger in them. They just want to they're trying to do everything to hurt the other parent versus having the care and the benefit of that child in mind. So it's all about just the letting go of the hurt, you know, trying to to me is tit for tat. Especially when a relationship is over, like even two or three years out, it's just like, you know, no, I'm not going to let him do this or let her do. And we got to get over that because we have a new life that's been created and we have to do everything to make sure this person is going to be successful in life. And it's not so much as it is a tit for tat, but a lot of that is control. Tit for tat. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can call it tit for tat, but it's control. Which parents, some parents feel that they need the most control. And the only way to control the other person is the child. So that's where the tit for tat comes in. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But I think it starts off with control. Like most mothers, they usually have, uh, what do they call it? Custodial, temporary custodial. Um, they're the custodial parent. Yeah, they're the custodial parent. So most mothers use that child as a pawn and be like, well, I'm not going to let him see him because he didn't do this the way I wanted to do it. They're starting off on the wrong foot already. Once you become civil and understand that y'all going to do everything possible as parents to give the child a better life, the next step, I think, is making the child feel safe and secure. I ain't going to say the next step. I'm just going to say a step is making the child feel safe and secure. Well, to me, the child has to have a relationship with the step parent, because if the child, if the step parent hasn't developed a relationship with that child, the child is only going to feel safe with their biological parent. Yeah, it depends on what how old the child is. Because if you get a child that's young, that's starting a, a blended family, most kids under five, it's kind of like they're going to adapt to what they know. Kind of, sort of. Remember with Kendall in the beginning. But you know, Kendall came around though. Yeah, she did. I mean, well, and that's where I feel like 
the step parent needs to just shower that child with love because I never gave up on Kendall. Um, eventually she let me comb her hair because at first I couldn't touch her hair. We would do, you know, I figured out the things that Kendall liked. So I would be in the kitchen making cookies. And of course, every little kid wants to come and help. So I started doing things like that. And Kendall started to love to be around me. And like, well, now we have the best relationship. Yeah, but I don't think it's so much as you got to, the step parent has to shower them with love. Both parents should shower with love. I mean, but I'm saying that even, so most step parents, this is the issue. The step parent, if the child is kind of mean or standoffish, the step parent will just back all the way off. But sometimes step parents come in not realizing how much they're set in their ways. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, because if they don't have any kids, they come in thinking, well, this is all about me. This is what I want. This is what I need. And not realizing that they're set in their ways. So if they can step out of their way, it might help out the, you know, the showing the love and type of stuff. But I think both parents should should love the child regardless. I mean, yes, I agree. Uh, but again, I just feel like, well, and that's another topic as well is I've, I have talked to a, a few women who are with men with children and their take on it is, well, the kid only comes on the weekends and we have to get that thought process out of the mind, men and women, because God forbid something happens to that parent. Uh, the parent that you are with will get custody of that child. So that child will be in your home full time. Even when you're dating a man or a woman that has kids, you need to take that role seriously and think about like if we get married, this child will be my child as well. And there is a chance that this child could be living with us full time. Another key thing that we learned is discipline, how to handle discipline in blended families, because you got two, a kid going to two separate homes. Discipline should be the same in both homes. So if, if the child gets in trouble in school and can't watch TV in one home, but it happened to be the other parent's weekend, they shouldn't be able to watch TV there either. Because what, what ends up happening is you get a good cop, bad cop situation. It's usually the father. It's going to be the bad cop because they're usually the disciplinary. So they're going to be looked at as, I don't want to go over my daddy's house because he's always jumping on my case. But if the child got in trouble, he should be punished or she should be punished in both homes equally. And I think the punishment should fit the crime. You know what I'm saying? So we had a talk uh, the other day with some friends and they were saying that they felt like if a child does one thing, they shouldn't be punished totally different. And this was like a stepchild situation, a blended family situation that they shouldn't be punished on something that had nothing to do with the the action. So discipline is, is something you have to get on the on the same same page with discipline. And and it's and it's come that comes with a conversation. Like, that comes with just communication, period. Right, communication, a conversation of, well, if if this child does this, this is the punishment. What do you what do you think the punishment should be? Right. And that goes from and and, and a lot of things a lot of times in blended families you got if you have a husband that has kids prior and you have a, a a woman that comes in a wife she doesn't want to be the bad cop and you shouldn't make her be the bad cop and vice versa y'all too should talk about discipline and every kid in the house and it should apply to every child not your kids have this you know get right. punished this way and my kids get punished that way right it's all it's got to be equal all the way across the board so if y'all come into a family and both of y'all have kids and everyone's under the same roof. Our kids should be punished the same way. Shouldn't be, you shouldn't, as hard as it sounds, because I tell Shannon all the time, parents do have favorites. And I she don't so believe disagree with She that. don't believe me when I tell oh her that. But God. parents, believe it or not, as much as they say that they don't, they got favorites. But 
with them having favorites, sometimes the discipline can go out the window the way they get disciplined. Their child gets disciplined, or the favorite gets disciplined. So you really have to get on the same page as that too. One thing I think that is very important is when there's discussions in the family, I think the parents should talk first, you know, in the blended family, so they can come out on one accord when they right. speaking to the rest of the family. Right, that's because, true. Because to me, if, okay, just using you and I for an example, if me and you are talking to Kendall and she sees that I have a completely different view from what your view is, that's gonna create, she's probably gonna choose a side. And to me, that's not effective. Like we need to come out as one unit and we're, we just show togetherness. We show the oneness. And so that's going to make her feel more confident in our decisions. And, you know, she's going to be more secure because she's like, well, you know, I know they made the decision together, but if we're constantly having conflict or going back and forth in front of her, to me, that's not healthy for her. Yeah. It's not healthy for her to see because like you say, she's going to choose sides and she's going to always choose the sadness not that hard. Like, you know, this is what I say. Like, if she don't get disciplined at one home or if a child don't get disciplined at one home, they're going to choose to want to stay at that one home. That's true. You know, and I don't think that's fair. I think both parents, biological parents, should have equal. This is my opinion, though, but I think they should both have equal rights. It shouldn't be no one is a custodial parent if the father chooses to be in that child's life and not that the mother pushed him away you know, it's a whole nother episode, but if the mother pushing him away and he can't see the child and he's always fighting, going back and forth to court to just to see the child or spend time with the child and the mother keeps on pushing him away, that's so crazy to me. Then they get somewhere and be like, oh yeah, I'm a single mother. I've been doing this out. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not a single mother for doing that. You're a mother that chose to raise your child without the father. But that's where I feel like no matter what, and even though I, I, I know it's hard, like I've heard of several cases of men who the mother does not and is trying everything for that father not to see the child but men can't give up I mean because it's It's equally your child you know as well it is hers yeah but I wish the courts would make it a little easier for us but that's where we start you know electing judges and different things like that to help change that rule especially like just for what we've dealt with was the commonwealth of Kentucky yeah and I mean to me I mean, well, the attorney told us you're you're basically guilty because you are walking in their courtroom as a male. You're already done. Like you have yeah, to prove. Yeah, like if she takes you on child, if your child's mother puts you on child support, you're guilty. You are dead. Be you're dead. Be dead. According to the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And Amiri has experienced that firsthand. And I can say, from day one when me and him started dating, we had Kendall very often. Yeah, we had a lot. That was the start of our blended family, sweetheart. It sure was, many years ago. Another major key, you must encourage your kids, whether you're a step-parent or the biological. If that child's in your home, all kids must be encouraged in some way because all kids is different. So they learn different, they act different, they accept different things differently. Interpretation is what they call it, right, baby? Yes. They interpret things differently. So each child is, is different. And you, and you must share and, and teach each child differently than you would the next. Um, okay, just to speak on something really quick, please go out and watch Fences by Denzel Washington. Yeah, well, he directed it. Oh, uh, my God. It's a it's, very, but he's, didn't he star in it and he, did he produce it as he well? Did, he directed it. Oh, okay. 
Guys, that movie was so touching because it shows the generational curses and the cycles that we are in. And it's, it goes back. Yeah, it goes back before our parents. And just speaking of encouragement, you know, parents have a, when they have kids, they have this perfect plan in their mind for their child. But if that parent is caught up in a generational curse or a stronghold, you know, you can't even see your child's vision and you're going to limit your child because, oh, well, example, oh, I want you to go to the military. Well, what if this child is uh, gifted in science and wants to be like a doctor or something, but you're going to force this child to go in a direction they don't want to because your father made you go in the military. Right. Like encourage that child, especially when they're young, see what they're good at. Don't make your mind up on what this child is going to do. Let that child, you don't know this child could be the next president, could be the next um, astronaut. Like stop limiting your kids based off of what you want them to do. I can understand trying to help them grow. And if they kind of get off path and yeah, but if this child is very talented in something, encourage that. Nurture it. Yeah. Like stop being selfish. Right. That's very selfish. Just nurture whatever your child chooses to do. If, if you need help, that's when you get help from friends. Other, and, and I was just going to say that, like, stop like working that. so much. Working is not helping your kids. OK, you're providing a, a roof and everything else. But still, if you can't, if you have to work that much, reach out to the your the father or mother of the child, the step parents and the other family members to help you take the child to sports, uh, take the child to band After practice, school you know, all of that, like right. ask for help. And, you know, we have to encourage our children because these are the next people that are going to run the world. Right. Don't ask for help because you want to go to the club. Are you want to go out with your girlfriends or boyfriends? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Your homies. Basically. Ask for help when it's needed, when it's beneficial yes, to your child. Don't, don't be, be like, selfish. Mama, can you watch the kids? I want to go out to a club tonight <laughs> with my girls. I, I want to go out with, hang out with the homies and play PlayStation. Come on, man. Let's, let's, let's be for real. But that movie to me, if like, we probably can't explain it good enough, but that movie, especially the middle to the end, really opens your eyes to even things that you probably didn't realize you grew up in. Right. But you have to be open to understand it because a lot of people, it might go over their head. Right. I mean, yeah. They'd be like, I don't understand that movie. Like, what does the, what do they mean? Because they caught up in a stronghold or, or something of that nature. But let's get back on track, baby, with the blended families. But yeah, Fences is a must-see movie. It's, it's the movie of the week. For sure. Uh, Shouts out to Denzel and, and everybody who was involved in that. What's the lady that, that you love that her cry? Yeah, she has the best cry of Vivian, of, of Lola Davis. Viola? Viola, is that what it's saying? I, I can't remember, but yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, a uh, woman. She has the best cry <laughs> on TV, man. She gets the snot and everything. I love her cry. Shouts out to her for sure. Sometimes what I notice with blended families is, too, the step-parent or the, um, the one that's not the biological parent, they speed and they rush into trying to be loved and be accepted by the stepchild. And that's not the way to go about it. You got to let the stepchild set the pace. Right. Because if you rush into it thinking, well, I'm going to make this child love me. I mean, shower him with love, but don't be over aggressive. Because a child can pick up on that and a child will back away and start to resent and hate you for certain things. So let the child set the pace. They, especially if they're younger. If they're younger, they usually come around. But it's, it's when you get into your teenage years and when a kid comes in that at age, all they know is their mother or their father. 
the person that they've been around with the most. So their their situation's a little different, but if they're young, let them set the pace of how to love you. They'll come around eventually. Well, like what like I said earlier about Kendall, like in the beginning she didn't want me to touch her, put clothes on her, comb her hair, but eventually she switched over and she didn't want a Mary to touch her. Like, nope, where's yeah. Miss Shannon? Mm-hmm. And even with teenagers, you gotta also think about during that time they're finding themselves, it's all about their friends. And they mm-hmm. kind of little boys is getting into porn right. and magazines. What? And, oh my god! <laughs> so anyway, they're not studying no stuff. Yeah, and so it's like they're starting to kind of be distant from their biological parents. So it's going to be a little tougher for the step parent to even connect. But just give it time. Like that child will definitely come around. Yeah, because if they over if they over like fifteen, they don't even want to be bothered with no family at all. All they friends. just want to yeah they just want to be with their friends, chill with their friends, our boyfriend or girlfriend that puppy love uh, stage they go through. So, you know, you might just want to give them time to uh, eventually they'll come around and appreciate as they get older of the things that you've done for them. Like, I didn't really appreciate it. I come from a, a blended family, and my father had married my stepmother at a young age. But now I look back at it, some of the things I used to say to my stepmother was crazy. And I, I feel so bad now that she's not here that I can't take those things back. But I would say things, and me and my brothers then would say things like, you not our mother. You can't do this. You can't do that. And those were so cruel. But kids will be kids. And I didn't realize how much she done for me until I got older. And she 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 damn near broke her back helping my father raise us. And I, I now I see it, it's like, well, I seen it a while back, but I appreciate that so much more because my father was the disciplinary. So he didn't mind playing the evil cop. She was always the one to come behind him. And show love. You just have to get stronger with your mate. Like y'all have to get more and more on the same page. Opposed to always bickering. The child always seeing y'all fighting. And like kids pick up on a lot of stuff. One thing I can piggyback off of that is. Let the biological parent and the child have their space. There are times that Kendall will text me. Miss Shannon I'm scared. Can my daddy come and sleep with me? And I know. A one lady in particular, she would get super angry if her husband went and slept in the bed with his daughter. But my thing is, is give them their bonding time. And vice versa. Give the bonding time to the step parent, too. So, like, I encourage if Shannon's up to it, I don't try to make her do anything she don't want to do. But if she's up to taking Kendall to get her nails done and her facials or whatever they call that stuff, I don't know. I don't know what the women do, but... If she wants to take her, I don't mind her taking her because they need time together just as much as we do. Yeah, we'll have girl time. We'll go out to dinner, just me and her. Of course, I'll bring him something back. But, you know, me and her just spend time just bonding and talking. And I encourage, like, um, I used to always travel with my job. So Mary would take Kendall to the movies and out to dinner and basically date her, show her what it means to be treated like a little lady. And she really enjoyed that. It's going to be rough for another guy to come behind me, like I said before. Another thing, and I can speak this from ladies, don't try to compete with the stepmother. And men don't try to compete (laughs) with the stepfathers. It's hard, though. It's It's kind of hard because a a father, as a father, I'm always going to think in the back of my head, it's another dude that's going to come in and try to raise my child. That's going to, my child's going to wake up to and go to sleep to. So first thing I would do, for real, is try to have that conversation with that man that's going to be around my child maybe more than I am because of 
the living situation and the way the courts are set up. But if you can't have that conversation and you see what type of dude that is, my biggest thing is going to be ain't no other dude going to raise my child. But you have to get out of that mindset. And a lot of it's men hard. are in that mindset. But again, if this man. Women too, though. Yeah. Well, because the, the biological mother is so worried about the stepmom taking her place. And that's not the case. And I mean, I have told Kendall that on numerous occasions, I'm an extension of your father. I'm not your mother and I'm not trying to take your mother's place. And I just try to be the best stepmother that I can to Kendall. Like I care for her as if she's my own. And Kendall knows that you are her father. Like Kendall knows who daddy is. Kendall knows who's going to protect her. As long as you are present in your child's life and you have that relationship developed, you don't have to worry about another man taking your place or raising your kid because ultimately that is your child. And they know, you know, Kendall knows that. Yeah, but what if you take a child that's under five? If you, you see what I'm saying? And, you, and, they, and they're beefing or going through it with the mother. Well, you again, you cannot stop fighting. You, yeah, okay, you can, if you think about how your visitation was set up initially, to how it became set up later. You got more visitation and nobody could dictate when you could or could not see her. Cause if not, then, you know, if, if she wasn't at the drop off point, then the law could have been called. So therefore rules were set up where you established who you were. Cause this was Kendall was what two or three when all this happened. Yeah. So with that being said, you still, I don't care who's in the house. You know that you are her father and she knows who daddy is regardless. And to me, men and women, just be the best parent that you can and don't worry about somebody taking your place because that's not the case. You got to realize, too, that, you know, some step parents haven't even been parents before. Like in, your, in our situation. Like, like me. Right. So you, you, you've learned it just like I'm learning because that's my only and first and only child. So sometimes we're going to bump our heads. Sometimes we're going to make mistakes on raising that child. But as somebody older or ask for some knowledge get seek knowledge don't sit around and expect you to get it because me personally that's how i think generational curses and strongholds start is because people feel like well i can raise if i raise this child the same way i was raised then the child's gonna turn out all right but in (laughs) hindsight we was raised fucked up like the way we was raised was messed up and we don't realize it well i didn't realize it to now and i'm a little older so it's kind of like wow that's the reason I do this. That's the reason I do that. So now I'm trying to correct some of the things I've already started with with my daughter just so she won't even catch my bad vibes. So, you know, just just be patient and learn and, and seek knowledge about being a parent if you've never been a parent before. Don't we don't, don't nobody expect you to know it all. But if you're not seeking knowledge and you're just like, oh, well, whatever, I'm going to raise them the same way my parents raised me, I'm pretty sure you're, it's wrong. Stay I wrong. mean, no, the thing of it is, Our parents raised us to the best of their ability. And as we said, based off of how their parents raised them and so on, we are successful adults, but there are certain things that can be changed in our, in the way we were parented. So we have to find that difference because I mean, as you say, we have strongholds and different things that we're trying to break that we realize that our parents placed on us. So you want, again, you want the best for this child, period. As a step parent, one thing I can encourage other step parents, male and female, act loving to that child even if you don't like that child. And what let do you mean me by that? let me explain. So the child 
can just do bad stuff. And I, I'll say this, and this is being probably sexist. Women who are dating or have a new husband, they are really overprotected with that child. Yeah, that child can do you can't say nothing nothing to their child well the child could take a dump in the floor and the mother is like oh my god like it's okay (laughs) whereas you know good and well that that child needs to be disciplined so as the step parent I you know you can't just get mad at that child you need to communicate with the parent on the discipline I'm gonna give a real life example this was a few years ago we had just moved into Atlanta and Kendall wanted some $260 Uggs. Kendall was like seven or eight. And I disagreed. I'm like, oh, Mary, this is a little girl. Like, she and doesn't. And I feel like, as messed up, it's just a feeling that I have as a man. I feel like, and it's wrong. It's some stronghold. I don't know what it is, but I'm not there in the home. So I feel like she can get whatever she wants from me. $260 And I messed up by shoes. even thinking that way because... Now she uses it towards her advantage. And the only time I really get a call maybe might be when she needs something. I want something. It ain't that she needs something. It's what they, her wants. I take care of her needs. It's her wants that get kind of pricey. But she's a simple child. She don't ask for much. But I just felt like she, them Uggs, she, she should have got. $260 pair of Uggs, everyone. They were, fur. they had really long fur on the outside. And I kept trying to explain. I was like, Amiri, I just think that's too much. She's a little girl. And he was dead set against it. He he went out by himself and found the Uggs. And so we got them for Christmas. So come February, it was a super wet snow. And she called us up. Oh, I've been outside playing in the snow. And of course, Amiri, what shoes you wear? My Uggs. And so, of course, it was fur. So the Uggs were ruined. <laughs> Lesson learned. So, I mean, and I couldn't get mad at Kendall because she's a kid and she's going to ask for the moon if she could have it. Amiri had to learn a lesson. And that was a hard lesson learned because, you know, I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, that was two hundred sixty dollars is just thrown in the trash. But again, it was a it was a good lesson learned, as he said. So there's certain things that you just cannot take it out on the stepchild, period. Like it's a parenting issue, not a child issue. And that child is going to be able to tell if you like them and if you don't like them. Yeah, a child can tell that, but a child can also, you know, kids is going to be kids. Sometimes they feel like being friends with you. Sometimes they don't. So a child might be able to tell that, but a child might next week love you to death. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say go go at, their own, go at the child's pace. Don't be trying to rush your love and push your love and, oh, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And and the child don't want to do it. Just work work. try to work around the child as much as possible and still remain an adult and a parent and knowing what's right and what's wrong. Holidays, like, if you civil with the other biological parent, holidays should be simple. Uh, it, should, it should alternate. Or if you're in the same city, it should be a certain time spent with your family as well as the other family. Just because what happens in blended families is they lose balance. So when I say that, I mean balance is... If the child spends a lot of time with one certain family and all their family members, the child is not going to want to ever leave that. And it makes it harder for the other parent to try to set discipline and, and goals and, 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 and encouraging that child to do certain stuff because of the other family. And, you know, our families is not the same. Some families is encouraging, but 
families have to get on the same page in order to raise a child on both ends. Step parents, biological parents, everybody, grandparents, everybody involved. Anybody that's going to be in that child's life need to be on the same page. Well, I think everyone should have just equal time period. Like even if you're even if one parent lives out of the state, but that family still like the that that person's family still there. I mean, you know, stop over and let the child go and see their grandparents or their aunt and uncle. You know, just yeah. to know the whole family cuz I know your fear is that they would later in life, if they don't get to right. see their other Kentucky. family, shut it up. Is Kentucky. That they'll they start dating their cousin start or something. Start fucking their cousin, Why? kissing no. cousins. Anyway, yeah. but I'm just saying, I mean, it is good to know who your family is, regardless. Right. In case y'all didn't know, we cousins. We are Shannon, not cousins. cousins. He's lying. I promise. I am kin to her brother. Uh, by his, my brother's mother. Me and my brother have the same father. And I, I accept that. I did not know of Mary until later in life. I don't mind dating. And sharing sexual intercourse uh, with uh, my cousin. Oh my I love God. my cousin. So it's just double love, baby. I love Would you, you as, a, as a cousin. Disgusting. <laughs> and anyway, I love you as a wife. I can't stand you. But again, I just feel like, it, well, to me, to, to try to fix everything, the court system needs to set up mediation to where both biological parents sit down and they have to come up with rules and boundaries. And just set up everything that way versus just talking about it in court. I know here in Atlanta, they're doing a whole lot more mediation to where regardless of how much you all hate each other, you have to, you cannot leave out of there and go back and visit the judge until you all come to an agreement. And once this agreement is set up and it's set up when everybody has kind of cooled off and both people have to agree on this, whatever is written on the document. But but Kentucky is kind of like that. But when, what ends up happening is they don't care too much about it. So years can go by and years of that uh, father or mother not seeing that child. So, yeah, they set up like that, but they don't care nothing about that. I'll, but is it, it takes that other parent who's lacking, who doesn't get to see that child to enforce those rules. Yeah, but you can only enforce them so because they're going to give you a court date. We'll come back on this day. If y'all don't come up with nothing in, come back on this day. So you think about that. Oh, that could be wow. three or four years from now. So now the child's five and she has, I keep on saying she because of my situation, but it could work both ways. So don't take me wrong when I say she, and I'm not trying to be sexist and, and you know, blame women for everything because, you know, men are in fault too. But it could be three or four years down the line that that child even gets to see because she's running everything. She's like, no, you're not seeing them. Wait till you see what the court says. You see what I'm saying? So now the, the man is not seeing that child. Maybe she's in a different relationship, so she doesn't had another man around that child. And do you know how hurtful that would be for a man who's trying to be in his child's life, finally get to see his child after four or five years of going through mediation, and the child don't even know him, or the child is calling someone else daddy? I can imagine. You know what I'm saying? So but like, you do have some men that don't care. Yeah, you, but, I'm but not everybody's trying, I, not to blame for that. I mean, yeah. I, like, And that's what the courts in, in Kentucky do is as soon as you walk through that door and you're put on child support, as soon as you walk through that door, they tell you you a dad be dad. And you, and the people down there don't even know your situation. you know. But they always take the women's side. And, and like I say, they might take men's side sometimes too. But in due time, you'll get your fair share, hopefully. Just don't give up. No, just don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. I mean, it's it's hard and heartbreaking as it is. And 
And I don't understand why why most women don't see that. Like this is what they this is because the women are hurt and they just they want to do anything possible. I mean, and I I'm just saying this. I am a woman, so but from what I've seen, women are hurt, and the first thing that they say is, "I'm going to take him for child support because they know hitting you in your pockets is going to hurt you the most." And And sometimes it don't. But what hurts me most is me not seeing my child. That's what I was going to say. The second thing is, is well, you can't see the child. And right. so that's where all the conflict comes in. And, and we don't realize that that affects that child. Right. If nobody else is, the child's getting affected because what they don't see too is if you take him down for child support and he's unable to pay the child support that they he's give him. go straight to jail. Straight to jail. And he still. Pass, go. Well, and then what I found interesting is if the guy is in jail, just say he's in jail for six months. Don't you know he's still being charged child support for those yeah. six months that he's in jail? It's and like, so how can he can't make the money? And that's all by design. I have to agree with and that And women part. fall for it every time. And like I say, I'm not defending those that don't do for their child. They're dead wrong. You know what I'm saying? And do what you have to do. But if it's a man that's really trying to be in his child's life outside of financial, because when it's all said and done, if you have strong faith and all Bills will get paid. That's the least of your worries. The, the the You should be worried more about that man or that mother being in that child's life because a child needs balance, believe it or not. A child needs a mother and a father. And a mother, you can't be the mother and father. You just can't. You know, so get that out of your head if that's what you're thinking. Well, I can be the mother and father. No, you can't. Let's be for real about the situation. You could probably do a good job, but you cannot be both. You, it's, it's not possible unless you. No, I ain't gonna say it. Well, I'll leave that alone. Just I can say this: as I got older, I realized the importance of a father in my life. I mean, it sets the precedence of the type of man that you're gonna date. The father's the protector. It's them as a like again as a girl. It's the person you can always go to that he's gonna protect you. And women, we can only do so much. Like we cannot protect, you know, okay. Perfect example. It was so funny. This was a couple of years ago. Kendall was here and Amiri had left the house and he was, something was on his mind. He was waiting on us. He decided to go ahead and leave. Well, he left the door open. So we <laughs> walked up to me and Kendall walked up to the door and it took a second for me to register. Like, why is this door cracked and Kendall admit it was so she didn't say you know well let's check she immediately grabbed me come on we gotta call my daddy you know so the first person she wanted to run to for protection is her daddy she didn't even think about me protecting her so that is very important for the father or you know just that male role model in that child's life but I can speak on women women please think about who you're having around your children man there are men out here that prey on young children. Man. So they could be dating you, but molesting, raping, or whatever, your child, boy, or girl. Right. So please, please, please be careful about that stuff. And that's a whole nother topic. Right, right. Because it's bigger. It becomes, once you have a kid, it becomes bigger than your you, happiness. Your happiness. And I want to date this guy or I mean, and even with me and like, cause you can have a, a woman that's mistreating or beating your child. Right. You know, so you molesting. have it's people, yeah, it's women yeah, molest the teachers. There's too. a lot of women teachers now yeah. having sex with middle schoolers. Right. But again, just 
overall, just make sure you have the best interest for that child in mind. Like it's not about you anymore. And I cannot stress Please, please, please watch the men that you have around your child because that stuff is so real. And we the same thing goes with men, too, because a lot of men out there and people don't even look at it that way. It's a lot of men out there that still won't be players and gigolos or whatever you want to call it and be having the no good women around their their daughters. Oh, yeah. You know, it's guys out there that might date two or three strippers. I ain't nothing against strippers or anything like that. (laughs) But for a woman to come in your house. And counting out all ones and the child asks where you get that money from. And then they get old enough to find out where you got the money well, from. That's true. Because that's the influence. Chris Rock said it best. My biggest goal in life is to not have Kendall on a pole. Oh, my God. Like, that's what I strive but I mean, for. And like, that's true. If I can prevent that, I, I succeeded, maybe. Well, nothing against people who are the street pharmacists. But women, you can't have your young boys around your drug dealing boyfriend true because they're going to see this quick fast money and like you know what i'm 16 working at kroger getting my 200 dollars every two weeks and this dude in one night brought in five thousand dollars i mean it's common sense of what he wants he's going to want to be a drug dealer because i want this fast quick money so i mean the people we have around our children are going to influence our children regardless yeah and i used to be one of those so had I know what I know now, back then, I probably wouldn't have done that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Even though I had nothing around the child or anything like that, as the child got older, they probably would have asked, well, how come he don't ever go out to work, but he always got money and we're always able to get nice stuff and do this and do that? The question's going to come up one day. It definitely. Kids are curious. Right. So it's the, the thing is, what do you tell them? That's yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Ask yourself that what do you tell your child when your child asks, where does he get his money from or where does she get her money and from? And you can't be mad if you had your child around a person like that and, and they become that and person. they become that stripper, drug dealer, or whatever. So the child's brain is so precious. So you only want the best around your child because you want to feed it precious jewels. You don't want to just give it whatever. And I mean, and we're not better than nobody. But I mean, because some strippers, they I mean, you have to do what you got to do. Really, as a mother or a father, how would you feel to know that your child is, you know, stripping or your son is on the corner selling drugs and there's a chance he can go to jail? Your daughter's in a porn movie. Picture that, fellas. And well, and again, you know, we had a a friend that we know that they was in a porn movie. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like this stuff is real. Man. And we just always think, oh, not us. Oh, not us. Nobody is exempt from anything happening to them. And their child. So please take special care. Find what your child is interested in and nurture it. Just just really nurture whatever they're interested in. And then have your co-parent, whoever you're married to or whoever you're dating, be on the same page. Support it. Yeah. Support sure. it. Have them support it too. Like if you, know? you can't take the child somewhere, I mean, they should be willing and happy. Oh, don't worry. I can go and pick up little Johnny. Right. It doesn't mean I can you know, shoot basketball yeah. with him or I could play baseball with him. Or, you know, or even willing just to show him something different. Right. And as a blended family, you also got to realize too, and we're not saying that you shouldn't have like date nights. There's all, you always have to make time for each other. All right, because if it's all about the kids. Well, if you think about the structure, God, your spouse, and then children. So you well, have see, to. The, the only thing I, my fault, babe, but the only thing I see wrong with that is 
you're going into a, a blended family. So you'll say God, your spouse, the children is the way it's supposed to go. But if you got someone that's been raising their kids for 10 years by themselves or whatever the case may be, and then go into a relationship and get married, it's going to take a while for that parent to be like God, spouse, children. It's going to be God, children, spouse. Well, then they shouldn't get married. That's true. Because if you choose the right spouse, like, okay, well, me and you got together. I never mistreated Kendall or made Kendall a, you know, because to me, I'm going to care for Kendall. You're going to care for Kendall. So Kendall's going to be taken care of, period. End of discussion. So if you have a spouse that doesn't treat your kids right, that's your fault because you chose that spouse. Right. So to me, they show yeah, you themselves. You shouldn't even get married you know, if, if, if they're if not that person kids isn't right. supportive, you know, because you're going to date. That's what dating's for. You get to kind of figure out what's going on. If this person isn't supportive of your child and, you know, activities with your kid, well, this isn't the family person that you need. They need, you got, you got to go back. You got to try again. Right. And we're not saying like, so they don't have to like them. Don't, I don't mean, get that twisted. Well, they don't have to like the kids. They just have to support the, the fact of a family. Like we're going to have a strong family. And, and as long as me and you are on board and discipline and everything that goes along with raising a family, like I say, kids come and go with the like situation. And sometimes they like it. Sometimes they don't. It's just part of it. Our families argue brothers, sisters, it's just part of life. We're going to argue, and, we, and at times we're not going to like each other. We're not even going to speak to each other sometimes. But if the structure's there, go with it. If it's not, then I'd advise, me personally, I advise you not to go with it because you, you're looking for more problems. That's, I mean, I understand when you say that you don't have to like them, but I feel like that at times, like they say at times, you know, like at times, men, you may not like each other, but we I love like each you other. I like you all the time, baby. Just sitting Every there lying. second you of shut my up, life. You're lying. Anyway, I love you. I can't stand you. Love me for sure, but there's times that you don't like I, me. I like you. Oh my God. I like you shut no matter up. what. Anyway, <laughs> so regardless, overall, that parent, the step parent needs to like that, will love that child. And that's a, there is a difference between love and like. You cannot like something that that step well, that child has done. You can like some, not dislike something that your own child has done. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's like you can't just say, well, I don't like my stepkid. No, because sometimes if your kid That's is another, bad, right, they're going to go out and do something that you're going to dislike at little joker regardless, too. But right. you still love them overall. Right. And that's to me, love is the foundation. If you know that per- Amiri knows that Amiri could go away for three months. He knows if I have Kendall, for, I can't I'm be without saying, you for three months, baby. I can't stand you. But you know, he'll know for a fact that Kendall will be taken care of. Kendall is gonna, she's not gonna, I'm not gonna mistreat her. If she ever says, I want to talk to my daddy, it's on. If she wants to talk to her mama, I, there's no problem. But again, if you cannot trust your spouse or even your boyfriend with your child like that, that's a problem. And just to piggyback, this is my wife's term, piggyback off what you're talking about, calling them stepkids. Now, if you're just dating, I can see, well, I don't know. But if you're just dating, it's kind of more acceptable than when you get married. Once you get married, or if you've been dating for a long time, honestly, that stepchild statement or words, it goes out the window. They are no longer your stepkids. They are your children. If you plan on being in this for the long haul and and the long run, they are your kids. Quit calling them your stepkids. That's true. But the only reason I still with Kendall, we still use that is because when we first got married, she was super thrilled that she had two mamas. 
Like, I'll never forget after the wedding, I got two mamas. But somewhere down the line, it was discussed with her that I am her stepmother. And so that is what she calls me. I'm fine with that. But me and Kendall had that talk and she knows that I, I have told her on numerous occasions, I love you like you're my child. I would die for you. I'm speaking on parents, though. I'm not speaking on a kid's going to think whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kendall is she's technically my stepchild, but Kendall's my kid. Like, right. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference if we're out. You would probably be wondering, like, why she call her Miss Shannon, which I've been trying to get her to stop calling me Miss Shannon for years that's, that now. That comes from me, though. Yeah. But that's, that's the only thing, because, I mean, she treats me and I, well, I treat her like my child. Like if she needs something, she'll miss Shannon, you know, and again, I'm going to support her. I'm going to nurture her. I'm going to do what I know that she needs when she's in my care, period. But a lot of people do take that term and live by that term. Well, that's my stepdaughter or that's my stepson. And you could just tell in their voice, they truly mean that. Like they're not really my kid. And I disagree with that because a so, kid yeah. is a kid. If, if, a, if someone keeps on saying that, be weary of going to that next level. Like if you're not married yet and they keep on saying step this, step that, or you better go get your son or you better go get your daughter or that shows that's mine. Be weary of that. I'm telling you, because if they feel in that way, it's like a selfish thought process. It's like they're ne- I'm never going to accept them as mine because they're always going to be yours. So I'm I, it's just food for thought. Just be weary of that. Well, and I and just speaking a little of my background, I came from a a family like that. Uh, my stepfather made it a point for me and everybody to know I was his stepkid. But he had his kids, but I was the stepkid. And growing up in that situation, it sucked. We had wonderful times, but I knew forever and ever that I was a stepkid. Like I would never be his child. He would never look at me as his daughter. And it hurt because my father wasn't for real all the way there. But thank God I had my grandfather. So that was the man that I looked up to. So that I'm telling you, that does hurt to know that you're just looking at me as, are you looking at that child as, oh, that's her child. You know, because that sucks that the kid feels that regardless. If you think all oh, they can't tell, they can tell. I'm, I'm a living witness of that. The biggest thing that ties everything together in this whole situation is communication. Major key. You have to communicate everything in this whole process. And honestly, step parents, you're going to have to get to the point. You may have to communicate with that step. I mean, with the bio- other biological parent. I call them hard talks, hard conversations. Well, it's not even a hard talk. It's just the fact of having the communication period. Because like, if you're not around, I have to call Kendall's mother and say, Hey, you know, um, what do you think about this? Or is this okay? Or, you know, that's just communication. Everybody has to get on the same page and communicate. If Mary's not available, then Kendall's mother has to speak with me or I have to call her up. I mean, to me, it's no big deal. Right. Everybody might not feel that way, but yeah, communication is key. Same thing with fathers too, though. Like if you feel like it's going to be another man in that home or if it is another man in that home and taking, taking your child to activities and this and that, because you're unable to, that conversation is going to have to be held, you know, and, and I'm a, I'm a big advocate on discipline is, is discipline and whoopings. It's two different things to me. I don't think no other, me personally, step parent, should put their hands on a, on, on a stepchild or however you want to see it. I think the biological parent always should remain the disciplinary. 
Like they should be the only ones to whoop them. But there's a difference in, in whooping a child. And, you know, they say that's child abuse. Or you can't do that nowadays, but we know how that goes. Discipline is, is different than, than whooping because discipline could be, okay, you done something wrong. You can't have your iPad for three weeks. And if that's the rule in your home, as a man in a, in a home with your child's mother or vice versa, and that's the punishment that they come up with, that discussion that y'all have with me, well, you know, they done your child done this or they done this. And and if, if that is the discipline or the action that they took in that home, you best believe it's going to be the same way in my home. So don't let that child think that they can get away with murder in one home and go to the other and be okay. Because if they get punished in both homes, it's not about whose house they go to. It's about doing right and wrong, knowing what right from wrong. You know, so if they know they done wrong, oh, man, you might get your iPad taken away for three weeks. But when you come to my house, you're going to get a whooping and your iPad taken away for three weeks, depending on what you did. But that's just me. But communication is always a key, and that's with all parties. Everybody involved in that child's life, you're going to have to communicate with them eventually. And those hard talks is going to come up. But uh, that's just some game that we want to give y'all on blended families. Don't Like I said, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our podcast uh, and check out our website. You can listen to our podcast on our website. It's ourmarriage-journey.com with Shannon and Amiri. And we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Don't forget to email us uh, questions. Yeah, if you have any questions or anything you would like for a topic that you'd like for us to talk about, we will not say any names, but we will discuss the topic on on uh, air uh, in our next podcast or a couple of podcasts. Maybe you want to tell them who, who won. Yes, the book. we had um, a drawing our last podcast and Sandy from South Carolina, she will be receiving the love and respect book. So be expecting that sometime this week. And if you subscribe and leave a comment on, on iTunes, that's how you get put in the drawing for our next prize. I think next thing we're going to give away is a t-shirt. Yes. We're the, giving away a t-shirt. And we are also putting up a new t-shirt this week with this podcast. Last week was the George and Wheezy type of love. So that'll be the shirt that we give away next podcast, but we will be putting up a new one today when this podcast release. And our email address is ourmarriagejourney10 at gmail.com. Ourmarriagejourney10 at gmail.com. Until next time, people. Thanks for listening.